All right. Welcome back to another amazing Wednesday and another episode of Media Monsters Conversations. Rawr. See, did you like that? I did. But I'm you're rubbing off on me. I feel a little bit like I'm looking in a mirror because you put the glasses on today. You know, Jeremy, I don't know if it works for you or not. Maybe um, because I don't have any lenses in these, but I figured if I maybe if I just put on the glasses, I'll be a little bit smarter, maybe a little bit sharper today. So it, it could happen. You're seeing clearly, though. Yeah, I can see I can see everything. So the bright light always helps. Um, <laughs> it's wonderful. You know, it's one of those things that, you know, we we do these things. And sometimes we wake up and go, okay, we have all the things that we have to do on our list, all of our stuff. And these are things that we do naturally. It's part of our process. It's part of our life. It's part of the things that we have mapped out in our heads and just taken action on. And if you were to take a book and put everything you know into that book, every part of your life, you could help a lot of people. And today we're going to be talking about how to create a very quick course. Just using the things that you already do every single day in your life. Right. And we want to make it seem and feel simple for you because some people hear course and they feel like they have to go into academia and they need to like plan a curriculum and have a lesson plan and have this whole big thought out process into what a course might look like. These, these aren't courses that you're building to go to university these are courses to share your skills and knowledge with your audience in a very palatable, easy way. Imagine as a parent, you had a, a book of all the stuff that you said to your kids and you gave it to the first kid. And then when the second and third kid came along, you just had to give them a book and told them to read it, study up on it. Same concept. So I'm pretty excited. And we're going we're gonna to kind of do a, a quick deep dive into how we created a course, it didn't take us less than what, maybe not even a week, I think, to get it done. Yeah, it was like total time was probably about a week to a week and a half of a time frame, but total hours, not very much. No. And what we did, so there's a few different steps in this process, and you can make it as simple as you want to. You might already be doing this, but this is, if you've never created a course, it's one of those things that you want to put on your marketing bucket list. And it's very important because Think of a course as like an extension of your business card or handshake. Hi, how's it going? They always say, come with value. Bring something to talk about, something of importance that people can use. And one thing I'll say is you never want to start with the end of money being the main objective. Is money nice? One million percent. Is it the first thing? No. Is it the most important thing? Absolutely not. Because you're trying to build relationships and build a community. And how do you build it? Well, everybody shows up. One person has eggs. One person has bricks. One person has, you know, water. And together combined, you can go a lot farther together. So our first, the first step in our process, what me and Jeremy did was we did a Zoom meeting just like this. And basically, we hashed out all the details of what we wanted to talk about. And we put them in chronological order. So... In the case where we created a, pod, uh, a course called Launcher Podcast. And Jeremy, why don't you like talk on the, just in the, give the framework for how we set all that up. Sure. Well, and for some of you that are new to the course building experience, this will be a great um, process for you to use. Like if you are also writing articles or writing a book, 
we started with an outline. We outlined the course chronologically. What are all the steps that we need to have? And we paced all of those out. And then once we had all of those steps, what value could we provide inside of those steps for the person that is watching that? Because the original preference of the course was to allow someone to physically launch their podcast in two days. And so it needs to not be a 12-hour course. It needs to be something that's short and succinct and to the point and gives you all the necessary tools with some slight variation based on budget. Maybe you want to do it on the low because you're going to offer this as a low price course or a free course, right? Danny talked about it being a lead magnet or a way to provide value to your audience or clients. So we spelled out an outline first and talked through what are all those talking points that we wanted to include under all of those headings. And then we got on a Zoom and literally just talked about all of those things. That was it. It was very succinct and very clear. And in the outline, if you're looking at it, let's, uh, let's give an example, like launch your podcast. We give a general introduction. Then we set the expectations of what they're going to learn. You always want to give the benefits of what somebody's going to get out of a course. You don't want to make it long drawn out and tell the story about how you fell off your bike in kindergarten. And that just started you on a journey, this path of discovery. You want to get right to the point and just be like, Okay, in this course, you can learn how to A, B, C, D, and E. By the time you're done with this course, you'll be able to X, Y, Z. Let's get started. And then we go into delivering stats, facts, reasons to support all the content that is inside of that course. So we did that. And then the next thing we did is we jumped into the next portion of it. And that was more of the framework of like, hey, where do you find certain things? Resources. You want to have a list of resources that you can highlight and pinpoint. They should be things that you use. A lot of people do research and they'll write books and create courses. And technically, if you don't know what it looks like, people are going to be able to tell. Because if it's disjointed, if it's clunky, if it's tedious, one of the most important things you can do is have your workflows and your tech stack all mapped out inside of your course and that outline before you even get into recording it. Right. And the, I think the part that made it so easy for you and I, Danny, was like, we are using those tools every day. We're, all, we're using them. We're using them for creating this podcast. Mm -hmm. We use them for our clients. And so they're all the same tools that we're already using, which is why we thought it would be of so much value for others to just know what's, what's working. Because half the time, if people are researching how to do something, they just don't know. And they don't want to have to spend weeks on end searching on Google of what's the best version of this. So as you are, have laid out those objectives and you can kind of break down those and give those resources, it gives them the opportunity to know like, well, people are actually using these and they actually work because they're experiencing it in real time. Mm -hmm. One thing I can tell you too, to demonstrate and make your credibility effective is to, to show some of your work. Remember in school, they'd be like, hey, you need to show your work. I don't want to, Mrs. Matthews, show your work. Show them what you do. Show them how you create. Show them an example of exactly what you're talking about. Because some people, they consume information differently. But we all know that people respond to images. Again, it goes back to another podcast. People like video. 
They like photos. Those are high ranking in the algorithms. So that tells you a little bit something about human psychology. Put pictures in there. Everybody loves a picture book. So explain a concept, show the demonstration. Explain concept, show the demonstration. It's very simple. It really is. I think we, I think cumulatively, I think our course is about 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we took the audio from our Zoom and edited it using the tools and resources that we put in the podcast or in the course. And then we created modules based on those sections of the course that we had laid out with that audio, but then also providing those visuals. Mm-hmm. So in this case, we used a video format, which was created as a combination of the audio and the images and or video explanations of certain things. If we got something that was super technical that we felt that the student needed to see it physically, we put that video sample in there. We put that photo sample in there. Otherwise we just, we talked and it was, and it was very simple because it just felt like a conversation because it was, it was literally Danny and I looking at each other, having this conversation, which made the content very easy, simple, palatable and attainable. And regardless of what your course content is, it gives you an opportunity to show your passion for what you're teaching. It gets them to show that you know what you're talking about because you're using and doing. So you've already building that no like, and trust factor right inside of the course. And what's brilliant about that is here are the hidden gems. So you take one action, but it creates multiple opportunities. So you make a course and that's content. Jeremy and I were talking about this the other day where you can go into a course and just take a section of it. That can become a blog post. That can be an email. It can be a social media post. And that's just from the writing. That's just from the transcription. Let's take the audio now. You can create something like an audiogram or you can have this content for your your YouTube channel or Vimeo, whichever you use. And you can also take it and repurpose it into an actual course across multiple platforms. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about too. Once you've fine-tuned your outline, executed your outline, gotten it produced and recorded. And by the way, if you're not technical or you don't have the time or the bandwidth, maybe you're raising children right now, or you have a house full of people and it doesn't allow you the concentration necessary that we've got, you can outsource it. I'd go to fiverr.com. Upwork is also a great place. You can find people that edit videos, that edit audio. Um, I might know a couple of guys that can help you with the audio and the video. So know them. You might know them. So we know a couple of people. Uh, the next thing is you want to distribute it. So we have a list of a few channels of where you can get the word out. We'll talk about pricing too, because that's very important. Some of the research that we found on some of these platforms, um, Udemy is one of them. And while we have, I think we had priced our course out at $29. So about a dollar a minute, right? A little bit less than a dollar a minute. I mean, if you think about it, maybe 70 cents a minute, which isn't bad. I mean, that was our time, our energy, our attention, and all of our skills. The reason why we were able to do a very streamlined course is because we spent 20 plus years each putting in the time, the effort, those long days and long nights, making mistakes, making things better, seeking out people that were experts in the field that we were studying and became better. That's fantastic, which is lovely. It's nice to do that. So 
our 35 minute course took us, you know, 40 plus years to make. So when we're looking at the value of it, it's like, oh, a dollar a minute is not bad or 70 cents, but you have to look at what the market is asking for right now. Depending on the economy, depending on the time, remember, 80% of the people are going to purchase your product, right? Only 20% of those people make the money from selling those products. Yeah. So that's Pareto's law. If you don't know, that's P-A-R-E-T-O. So make sure that you're pricing it accordingly. And you know, if you're looking at that 29 bucks in a certain economy, might be a little more than what people want to spend. So, but in other economies, it might be the perfect price. It might be dirt cheap. When times are high and things are flowing, people are like, yeah, 29 bucks. That's awesome. It's less than 30. But if the economy's down, 19 might be a little more palatable. Oh, okay. That's only one bill. It's a 20, right? Okay, I can spare a 20. I can, it's good value. So keep that in mind when you're going through. There are pricing models that you can look at, like recommendations based on these platforms. But we'll go ahead and start off with the first platform. And that is Udemy. It's a great place to go in. You can learn all kinds of skills. Um, and it doesn't matter. I mean, it's I've bought courses from Udemy and some on social media. Some are really impactful. I think I paid $10 for it. And it was enough to help me move the needle just 1% more. And in all actuality, that's all you need is just 1% more, 1% better. If you put those steps into place from all the teachers and the instructors, you're going to start creating movement inside your life. So another one <clears throat> that you're going to see a lot is Kajabi. Um, I don't know that thing. That one seems to actually pop up on my feed a lot. So I don't know if I'm connected with lots of people who use that platform, but I see it a lot. Again, it's another, it's just, it's another platform. A lot of actually people in the academic space use it because it has built-in assessments. It has built-in course um objectives and those kinds of things. So like if you want a course where it's a learning plus sort of system, it could be a good fit for you. Um, like you to me, there is a subscription that you have to pay as a monthly fee. And typically those subscriptions are based on the amount of users that are coming into your course. And it's sometimes it's based on how much content you're putting on there. It could be how many courses you have or how long are those courses. So you kind of have to find the one that's going to fit best for you. And remember, I think what happens is a lot of people think, well, I have to unlock all the features. No, if you're working on a bootstrap budget, start simply. Good is good enough. If it says you can have 25 courses, but you haven't even created the first one, pick the plan that's going to give you the option for three or five. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, pay month to month. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to pay one time, that's great. But you might get into a platform and say, hey, I don't like this platform. Or, hey, that platform seems easier. And you'll see this a lot. So when you're going to pick the hosting for your program, make sure you're very you know, clear on where you're going to host the main program at. Um, we'll talk about where we host ours, but I wanted to talk about Teachable. And Teachable is also another place where you can distribute your program. So you can host it and distribute it for sale there. It's a fantastic platform. I don't remember the specific pricing structure if they take a percentage of each item sold, but um, they have it built in where it's nice and easy. Some of these actually have CRMs built into them as well too. You might expect to pay a little bit more for those. So keep that in mind. It kind of kills two birds with one stone. You want to be able to track client information and data. So data is the new gold. So if you can get your hands on the data, that's going to help you land the gold. 100%. Mm -hmm. 
So let's talk about where we host ours. Perfect. Mm-hmm. We actually host ours on Go High Level, which is actually also a CRM, an extremely powerful one. And so, but it has a membership space on there where it allows you to host course on there, have members. You can build out full academies on there. Same sort of idea. You can allow people access or they can purchase separate courses with inside of that. So it's similar to the other platforms, but it does have a more robust CRM side of things where you can actually build out funnels. You can build out websites. You can do all those kinds of things. Um, It's not, I don't want this to be a go high level commercial. However, it's extremely expansive. And I also know we're only using a very small part of it. Um, So it's a little bit higher fee per month. I think it's around $97 per month. So it's a little bit higher investment each month. However, you're getting a lot more. You can have web hosting on there. You can have your course hosting on there and you have your CRM with all of the integrations and booking and all sorts of those kinds of things. So if you are super tech savvy and you want to build all those things together, you can send them to a landing page that you built, which gets them to your course, which gets them into your system, which gets them into your CRM. And now you can nurture that client into whatever the next part might be. And the best part too, is you can do invoicing and receive payments through go high level. So everything is in one central location, right? Simple as that. So there are a couple of other places where you can put your attention. If depending on what it is, let's say you have a makeup tutorial and let's say you're a member of an MLM that, you know, sells makeup, right? There's lots of them out there Mm -hmm. or things that that are more geared towards women, men, whatever the case may be. But I can tell you these particular platforms are heavily dominated by females. And one of them is Pinterest. Pinterest is a great place to go. And you can take the link to your course and plop it on a pin. Make sure you follow the specifications based on what they have outlined for the graphic size and things of that nature. Do your research. Google will tell you everything you need to know. Just type in the year that you're in and then latest trends on Pinterest. And that, that should set you on the, on the right path to getting traction there. And to parallel that one or a great partner to that one is also Etsy. You can actually create your course as a physical deliverable, as something you created because you are the originator of that creation. It allows you to sell your course on Etsy. Um, again, make sure you look at the specifics because they are, you have to actually have a physical deliverable on that on Etsy that they purchase and they receive immediately. Um, And so just look at how you can integrate that into your course. If you don't think it's a good fit, don't use it. But we're just here to give you as many options as you can potentially research into. We got a bonus for you too today. So what Jeremy and I did after we created our course and posted it up, we turned around and we made it into an ebook. So now there's another bonus on top of this. So not only do you have another stream of revenue or another offering, remember we were talking about your business card. Mm -hmm. Imagine walking into a room and you're like, hey, I have a course. I'm going to send you a promo code completely free for you. And I'm going to send you a link to my book. I'm going to send you a PDF, right? That's something you can send out into an email campaign. If you feel like giving away your ebook free, you can send the PDF to somebody. One step further, you can take that book and convert it into a printable book, a hardcover book. And there's another stream of revenue. Here's the third one. And this is the final bonus. You can take it and make it into an audiobook. 
So just in one action, one project, if you make one course, you have multiple streams of revenue at your disposal that are available to you, all of these different avenues. Think of it as like a tree. You make the course, and then you've got all the branches of the trees, right? Audiobooks, the print book, the ebook, social media content, social media posts, content, blog articles. posts. Yes. The list goes on and on. Email campaigns. Everything's right there just from one idea. Tell me that's not brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant because we're executing on it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Our audiobook for Launch Your Podcast is coming out soon. If you haven't gotten a po- copy of Launch Your Podcast, you can get it. I think it's a couple bucks online on Amazon. Just look for Launch Your Podcast. You'll see it with a man holding a big rocket on his back. And if you have questions about what it takes to start a podcast, that's something you're interested in, make sure you connect with us on our Media Monsters page inside of Facebook. And obviously you're watching, if you're watching on this channel right now, if you're not watching on this channel, go to Media Monsters 1111 on YouTube. You can follow us there. We usually have some resources in the show notes on those pages. And if you'd like to learn more, you can always go to monumentalvoicemedia.com. And if you want one more piece of extra help today, because you're just listening to us for the first time on this episode, go back to episode five, where we literally spell out the entire launch your podcast course in that episode. We literally tell you how to do it. So we took that course and we made it into a podcast. So there is another branch to our tree. Man, we just bonus for bonus and bonus. That's great. That's what makes us media monsters. So thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. If there's somebody that needs to watch this, see this, hear this, tag them. Make sure you share it on social media. If you could, we'd greatly appreciate it. And make sure you join our community, Media Monsters. It doesn't cost you anything. Just jump into the Facebook group. You'll find us there. We're also on LinkedIn. Make sure you like our page. We like that. I think we have like two and a half likes right now on LinkedIn. Two and a half. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Two and a half. Yeah, I got to check with you. You're the accountant on it. So I want to, yeah, <laughs> two and a half is about right. That's right. <laughs> Great. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. 